biblical answers for busy people. You ask, we answer, thoughtfully but concisely. This is Hey Real Quick, a podcast of Green Level Baptist Church in Cary, North Carolina. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I am Pastor David, and this is episode two of Hey, Real Quick. Now, look, we know it has been months since we launched this podcast and released our first episode, but we want you to know we are back and we are committed to releasing new episodes each week, each Wednesday around noon. So Wednesdays around noon, each week, you can expect a new episode of this podcast, Hey, Real quick, as you heard in the intro, the vision of this podcast, let me just refresh you quickly, is to provide biblical answers for busy people. We seek to answer your questions biblically, thoughtfully, but also concisely. Now that means that our answers are not going to be exhaustive and likely they will raise further questions and you will seek additional clarification. If and when that happens, awesome. That means we are accomplishing one of the goals of this podcast. So you can submit your questions for us to answer and you can submit your questions for further clarification or additional follow-up in one of two ways. First, you can visit our podcast page on our church website, greenlevel.com backslash real quick. That's R-E-A-L quick. And there you can submit your questions. You can request additional follow-up. Second, you can email me, David at Green Level, D-A-V-I-D at Green Level, to ask your questions or request additional follow-up. Now, how do you listen? Again, two ways. First, visit our podcast page on our website, greenlevel.com backslash real quick. Second, subscribe via iTunes podcast. So go to iTunes podcast, search, hey, real quick, subscribe, and then listen when we release a new episode weekly on Wednesdays around lunchtime. In this podcast today, what I want to do in this episode is address a question I often receive or is at the heart of discussions that I'm often a part of. Now, I know I just ended the sentence with a preposition and I was already thinking that when I was when I was doing it. So I apologize for that. I try hard not to do that for all the English teachers out there and out of respect for all of mine. But I want to answer this question and specifically the one I want to address today. And I know there's going to be further questions of this and I'm excited to to answer those in further episodes is the relationship between faith and works, the relationship between faith and works, because I, I feel that we often misunderstand the relationship between faith and works. Now, as we approach this, we have to understand that we have a heritage I am the pastor of a Baptist church. A Baptist church is a Protestant church. And almost 500 years ago, there was a major event in world history called the Protestant Reformation. At the heart of the Protestant Reformation was a disagreement between the Protestant reformers and the Roman Catholic Church on the issue of the relationship between faith and works. Now, it wasn't the only issue. The the teachings or the positions of the Protestant reformers were summarized in five solas, The soul is meaning only or alone. That is grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, scripture alone, God's glory alone. And each of these summarize the position of the Protestant reformers 
and especially their positions in contradistinction to the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. Again, working off of, in particular, the text Ephesians chapter 2, these Protestant reformers, in particular, individuals such as Martin Luther in Germany, John Calvin in France, Yorick Zwingli in Switzerland, taught that you and I are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. They pointed to Ephesians chapter 2, where the Apostle Paul writes that we are saved by grace through faith, not by works. It is a free gift of God, lest no one should boast. The Roman Catholic Church doubled down on their position in response to these Protestant reformers at the Council of Trent in 1546. In their sixth session, they wrote this, If anyone, quote, if anyone saith that the justice received is not preserved and also increased before God through good works, but that the said works are merely the fruits and signs of justification obtained, but not a cause of the increase thereof, let him be anathema. Now, the word anathema means accursed, cut off, a heretic, in this case, excommunicated from the church. Now, in particular, because I know the language is slightly archaic for us today, what they were saying is the Roman Catholic Church is rejecting the position of the Reformers that works are, quote, merely the fruits and sign of justification obtained. Now, this was the position of the Protestant Reformers, and it continues to be the position of churches like Green Level Baptist Church and the Baptist position today. And it is this. That the righteousness a Christian has is a, quote, alien righteousness. Now, you may not hear that term used, but that is the basic understanding of the teaching. And it is this. Alien does not mean UFOs or, or little Martians. Alien means it comes from the outside. And the righteousness is of a believer is not earned. It is given by God. So God the Father applies through the Holy Spirit the finished work of God the Son, Jesus Christ, to the believer. Such that as Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, God made him who knew no sin, that being Jesus, to become sin, so that in him we become the very righteousness of God. The Protestant reformers would say what that means and what other teachings in the New Testament mean is God takes, right, Jesus on the cross took our sin and through faith in his death and resurrection, what God the Father gives to us in exchange is Christ's righteousness, such that the righteousness of Christ is is given, it is granted, it is imputed to the believer so that when the believer stands before God, his or her righteousness is not her own. It has been given to her by Christ. It is Christ's righteousness. It is an alien righteousness bestowed upon her or him. Right? So this is the concept of alien righteousness. This is the outworking of the fact that the doctrine that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, not by works. So that works are merely a fruit or a sign of this obtained justification. The Roman Catholic Church rejected this, saying that works are, quote, a cause of the increase thereof. So the position would be that we are saved by God's grace plus our works. Now, let's be honest, even among 
uh, folks that would consider themselves Protestant would be members of churches like a Baptist church. You often hear this language in practice, even if they know nothing about the history of this discussion. When someone says, well, why are you going to get to heaven? Or why am I going to go to heaven? Well, I'm basically a good person. I've done more good things than bad things. That is the idea that your works are contributing to your standing before God. That is what the Protestant reformers rejected out of hand based on an understanding that that is not what is being taught in the Bible. That we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. Now what this has caused, to some extent, is a lack of understanding of then what do you do with works. If works are not contributing to my salvation, but I continue to hear the importance of my life in Scripture, what are the works for? What purpose do they serve? Right? Because Jesus, in giving the Great Commission to his disciples in the most famous text on that, at the end of Matthew's Gospel, says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Now, that it means teaching them to observe, literally teaching them to obey. Jesus said, quote, in Luke chapter 8, My mother and brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. In Revelation, we hear uh, the, uh, the writing, the word to the church in Sardis. Remember then what you received and heard. Obey it and repent. Well, I think sometimes as Protestants, as Baptists, we misunderstand the role of works because we don't keep reading in Ephesians chapter 2. Indeed, the Apostle Paul said we are saved by grace through faith, not by works. But then he goes on to say, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that we should walk in them. James said, show me your faith apart from works and I will show you my faith by my works. To that, Luther said, amen. And he actually said, quote, Christians are saved by faith alone, but not by faith that is alone. Let me say that again. Christians are saved by faith alone, but not by faith that is alone. So are we saved by works? No. But are we saved for works? Yes. And friend, that is the fundamental difference and fundamental clarifying point that I hope to make here as we wrap up this podcast. What is the role of works in the believer? We are not saved by works, but friends, we are saved for works. Faith does not merely mean assenting to a set of beliefs. Faith is your belief in practice. I love what Kevin Van Hooser, a theologian, said. He said, The crucial point is that theology is an eminently pra- practical affair, more living with than writing about God. And I love his definition of a disciple. Jesus said, Make disciples, not just converts. And he says, A disciple is a convert in motion on the way. I love that. I think part of our misunderstanding of the difference between faith and works is we misunderstand the word faith. Faith is more than belief. Faith is belief in action. The great American evangelist D.L. Moody once said that every Bible should be bound with shoe leather because God's word is meant to be lived. You've heard me say God's word is not just for our information, it's for our transformation and our formation. 
So what is the relationship between faith and works? Well, friends, we are not saved by works, but we are saved for works. And this is the role the Holy Spirit plays in our lives. And I look forward to an additional episode of this podcast, clarifying that and talking more about that. But we're going to wrap it up there because we're already at 11 minutes. I hope that this episode has been helpful to you. And I pray it was biblical, thoughtful, and somewhat concise. And I hope that you have an excellent Wednesday. Submit questions, ask for further clarification on this, and we'll see you next week with episode three of this podcast. Hey, real quick.